Hi, good morning, diversity. Welcome to our partners. Welcome to our guests. If this is your first time joining our Facebook live stream, welcome and congratulations. You are drafted into our diversity Facebook family. We are excited to be here, whether we are here in your home, here in your car, wherever or whatever device you're streaming off of, praise God and good morning. I am Pastor Virginia and I am here to help kick off and welcome you into our service. Pastor James, our lead pastor here, has prepared a brand new series called This Christmas. It is going to be an awesome and amazing experience that will help you think about the importance and the reason that we celebrate Christmas. I am excited to be a part of this service. So wherever you are, whatever it is that you're doing, I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to begin to think about the awesomeness that is God. I want you to start to praise him and start to think on the things that he's done, the things that he's gotten you through, the things that he's shielded you from. Even if your situation isn't the most ideal, even if you have had hardships, even if there are still things that you are trying to figure out we have to get in our hearts an attitude of praise and gratitude lord god as we are trying to welcome you into this place we want to set the tone right now to open this service with a voice of triumph and a voice of praise we want to let you know that you are welcomed in this place lord god that you are worthy that you are awesome you are amazing and it is because of you that we have breath in our bodies lord god we pray that you would Touch our pastor, Lord God, as he's bringing a fresh word, Lord God, that you would shake up our hearts, stir us up, Lord God, mess us up so that we're able to receive the word that you have for us today. Lord, I pray you touch the praise and worship team, anoint their voices, anoint them as they are playing for your glory and singing for your glory. Lord God, I pray that you would be with all of us as we are preparing to hear a word from you that will change our outlook on how we live our life. Lord God, we give you all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we all say amen. Go ahead and put amen in the comments. And you guys go ahead and prepare your hearts as the praise team comes and leads us into worship.
and welcome to Diversity Church, the perfect church for imperfect people. I'd like to welcome our diversity partners, first-time guests, and those joining us online. Please don't forget to like, share, and ask questions. We are so honored that you chose us for your worship experience this morning. Well, at Diversity, we believe that no matter your background, color of your skin, what you have been through in the past, or your current location, whether you're watching me from the comfort of your own home, on your couch, in your car, on your phone, it doesn't matter. We have all gathered together to do what? Give God the glory, honor, and the praise, for He deserves it. Amen. Amen. At this time, I'd like to make you aware of some very important announcements. Well, we're going to start this week off with Tuesday with our kids' ministry meeting. This is the last Bible study they will have for the year. And I am excited for all of our kids to get together, learn about God's Word, and just have a wonderful time with laughter and fun. So kids, don't forget to wear your PJs. Come ready and excited to have an awesome time. See you this Tuesday, 7 p.m. On Wednesday night, we have AYM meeting on Wednesday, also at 7 p.m. Then we have our seniors meeting, our salt ministry meeting on Wednesday as well. And then on Thursday, we're going to be right back here with an awesome time in prayer. Our prayer team is ready to get together with you and just lift up all of your requests, all of your concerns to the Lord. We are ready. We are equipped. We are standing the gap for you. We want to see you 7 p.m. Thursday night for our prayer call. You can join us via Zoom or Facebook Live. Don't forget to send in your prayer requests and praise reports. We love to hear from you. Then this Saturday, I'm calling all of our sisters, all of our women. I want to see you on our Bible study this Saturday for Sister to Sister, starting at 12 p.m. We're going to have a wonderful time studying the Word of God, laughing and just enjoying each other's company. So I want to see you this Saturday at 12 o'clock. Then on Sunday morning, we're going to be right back here for our virtual service. I am so excited. Pastor James is an awesome word. And I'm ready and just hungry to hear the word of God. So I want to see you this Sunday, 10.30 a.m. for our virtual service. You can join us on Facebook or on YouTube. We're going to have a wonderful time. Come on, I want to see you. I want to see you interacting. I want to see you throwing up some hearts, some likes, sharing it, hosting a watch party. And let's just have a wonderful time studying the word of God. I'm excited to announce this Sunday night, we have our very first virtual Christmas party. Come on, if you're excited like I am, I'm ready to play some games. I'm ready to have some fun with gifts and just having a good time laughing and enjoying seeing other members of our church. So I want to see you on Zoom this Sunday, 7 p.m. for our virtual Christmas party. Come on, you can wear your Christmas festivities you can come with just a hat, whatever you want to do to be part of this Christmas party. I'm excited to see you. Please don't forget to sign up. Let's have a wonderful time. See you this Sunday, 7 p.m. for our Christmas party. Well, that's all that I have for you, Diversity. I can't wait to see you next week. Have a blessed week. Have a great time just with your family 
and just during the season, let's just embrace family time and just loving on Jesus. This is his birth and we're just going to have an awesome time celebrating him. See you next week. Good morning, everybody. I'm going to give everybody a second real quick to turn the volume up. Uh, get back in front of your device or your TV or whatever. I'll wait. You know, sometimes this is the time where you guys get up and you refill your coffee. And you're like, oh man, Pastor Drew was on again. Or Here we go, ties and offerings. I know. I know you can text the word DIVERSE to 73256. I know that we can go to diversity.church and scroll down to the donate tab and give that way. I know these things, so I don't need to listen. <laughs> but you'd be wrong. Just pay attention for the next moment or two. Um, we're in the giving season, church. We're in the giving season. And the Bible says it's better to give than to receive. We say that so many times. So many times you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But let's understand the concept that it being better to give, that means you shouldn't always desire, you shouldn't desire, period, to, to get. That's uh, the outcome. Sometimes, depending on what God has in store for us, um, and the getting isn't always what we have in mind. Um, God blesses regardless. Um, but that blessing sometimes comes in uh, different shapes and sizes, and it comes in different forms. And it, and I believe that it's like that because God doesn't want us to be so focused on the getting than the giving. Give cheerfully. Give of a genuine place in your heart, and knowing that um, when God blesses, sometimes the things that come, we don't, we don't recognize as a blessing that's what i'm trying to say we don't recognize it as a blessing because we're looking well my mortgage didn't get paid off or that bill didn't get paid or i'm still single so how is god blessing you know but you still woke up that day you still have sight you still have health uh, you still ate a meal you still took a breath in your body Come on, somebody somebody, stay with me on this one and, and think about this. It's bigger. It's bigger than, than um, desiring what's on the other side of the equation. Let's focus on putting it together. Let's focus on the grind and giving and understanding that's where God wants us to be. That's where he can mold us and use us. Stay on the potter's wheel and be a giver. Um... I challenge you today, this, this uh, is about a, what, a week until Christmas, um, just in this season in general, especially in this, this next week when everything is so crazy and chaotic, depending on how you uh, celebrate, we as Christians, and as for me in my house, not only in my house, but in diverse city, we will serve the Lord, no matter what. So let that be your mindset during this next week. Honor God through your gift and give. Amen. Uh, again, you can text the word diverse 73256. I already said at the beginning, you can rewind it or pause or whatever because this is premiere. You can do that. But um, let's pray over, uh, over God's blessing. In Jesus' name, I thank you. 
Jesus, you are the authority, you are the author and finisher of everything. And I pray, Lord God, over whatever comes in the storehouse, Father, that you would put your stamp on it, Lord, you would keep your hand around it, Lord God, that it would go to, to increase what we're doing here at Diverse City. Father, we could be a blessing to the community, Father, to the church. Father, knowing that we still have a work to do here, Lord God, and we're not going to forsake it despite being virtual, not being in person. Father, we still got a work to do, and we're going to do that. We're going to push forward in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I thank you. Father, I pray that you would bless the remaining of service. Lord, as we jump back into praise and worship, I pray that we do with an enthusiastic heart. Lord, a heart of uh, uh, thanksgiving and gratitude. And saints, let us all say amen and amen. I'll see you.
and so God, yeah, I believe, but help my unbelief. God, I know I should should be asking for you to make me over, but God, I don't have that desire, Lord. So God, begin to stoke the fire, Lord. Begin to start it up in me. Begin to agitate my desire for your presence, my desire for you to make me over, my desire to be right, my desire uh, to worship, my desire to be refined by you. He'll make you over, but you gotta take the first step. That he will do the work. He yeah. will do the work. You yeah. take one step and he will do the work. Yeah. I draw nigh to him. Yeah. He will draw nigh to me. So I want to encourage you today in this moment, take this time. God is obviously speaking to whoever you are right now. He is trying to get you. He's begging you to come to him. He'll carry the load. He'll carry the burden. diversity thank you thank you to the praise and worship team it is our second Sunday in December and I'm excited that we are here today without further ado go ahead and locate with me Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 as we begin to share in God's word and for those that are on zoom Miss Sharon Miss LaWanda Miss Mr. Bishop Michelle Pastor Drew, Pastor Virginia, and Miss Katrina, Aaron, Stephanie, Randon, and Elmer. Yeah. And you can go ahead and put a pencil on Luke chapter 2 as well. For those that are in the building, and if you want to at home, let's stand to read one verse to your ears today. All right. In the comments, if you got the verse, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, New Living Translation, just a FYI, it is in the, New, in the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, 1, 2, 3, let's read. A child is born to us, a son is given to us, and he will be our ruler, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. 
mighty God, eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Dear Heavenly Father, we just pray that you bless your message today. Lord, we are grateful and thankful that your word will never return void. So Lord, we send forth your word today to accomplish what it was predained and predestined to do in heaven. Lord, we thank you that your word is able to pierce the hearts of men, to bring change, to bring conviction, to be able to release compassion in the middle of their situation. We thank you in advance for the lives, for the heart that shall be coming forth as we minister your gospel because you are the prince of peace. You are the king of kings. You are the lord of lords. Matter of fact, in Exodus, you said, I am the great I am, which means you will be what we need you to be. So in this season, you are a focus. In this season, you are the reason we celebrate In this season, you are the reason we say hallelujah. In this season, you are the reason we say amen. So we thank you that it shall be done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, you may be seated. So here we are. We're going to do a quick mini-series during the month of December. I briefly talked about it last week. The title of this series is called this Christmas. You can put that slide on the screen. For those that are on Facebook and YouTube, make sure you like, make sure you share, make sure you give me some comments, show that you're engaged, show that you're ready to receive what God has for us today. So before we get started, I got two announcements. Somebody say next Sunday. Okay, we got two great and awesome events going on for the church. Number one, on Sunday morning, we are having our Christmas worship service where we celebrate Jesus, where we show our diversity in making Jesus the reason for this season. So join us. This is an easy opportunity for you to be able to invite others to be a part of this Christmas service. Um, There's going to be a few surprises, features from all parts and areas of our ministry. So make sure you join us. It will be 1030 Central Standard Time. And then at night, we are having a virtual Christmas party on Zoom. If you go to Facebook right now, do me a favor. If you want to attend, make sure you hit the accept notification. We're trying to track to plan for uh, the number of games, the number of prizes and gifts that we want to have to just show our appreciation for our community, for our supporters, and for our followers for the 2020 season. So make sure you join us. It's going to be fun. We got some awesome prizes. We're going to have a few charades, a few games, a few virtual scavenger hunts, a few prizes, maybe a few gift cards, and a few more things. So join us next weekend as we keep Jesus as the focus with service in the morning at 1030 and then also for our virtual Christmas party. Amen? Okay, and then back by popular demand, as you can see on the screen, we are Zooming our service. If you are interested in being a part of the community to take your engagement to the next level, 
for our virtual experience. Make sure um, you put in the comments, say, I want to be on Zoom, or just put Zoom in the comments right now. Put Zoom in the comments. We will make sure to send you an invitation so you can be a part of our next sermon, okay? We can hold up to 100 people. Normally, on average, on a Sunday morning, we have roughly between 30 and 50 people that join line and hundreds of people that will watch the sermon throughout the week. But if you want to be a part of this session, be on the screen with some of our other people's help and encourage pastor because I need all I can get. Text Zoom in the comments on Facebook or on YouTube or send an email to office at diversity.church. Again, that is office at diversity.church. So with this mini-series today, Charles, I want to just spend the next two weeks and talk about Christmas. Matter of fact, this Christmas. As we all know, 2020 has been a different year, but I want to make sure our preeminence and our value on Christ does not go down just because things didn't work out the way we expected, just because you planned to do this and it's been a curveball because you experienced with all of the changes and turmoils that are going on, Christmas is very important. See, within our culture, Christmas has to be by far the most popular holiday in the world today. It was originally recognized for the birth of Jesus Christ. And I would go on to even argue that it is the greatest event in human history, Papa John, the birth of Jesus Christ. Whether you're agnostic, whether you're atheist, or you're a born-again believer, one thing is true. Think about this. History between B.C. and A.D., was split based on the birth of Jesus. Anytime you write a check, anytime you use a date or a point of reference, it is an acknowledgement and an awareness that Jesus' birthday, Jesus' birth period is a measurement of time. For some of us, that's the, the value and the... Uh, the value, and I will also say the recognition during this time. For others, we say, okay, this is a great time for family. This is a great time for friends. This is a great time to eat more food as if we didn't have enough for Thanksgiving. Matter of fact, if somebody made dressing, hit me up. I ain't getting no dressing for Thanksgiving, Papa John. I want some dressing. I got the mac and cheese. I got my turkey. I got a lot of dessert, but I ain't getting no dressing. I want some dressing. Never mind, that in the spirit. But the most important thing for us to remember, diversity, ladies and gentlemen, this is a time for our faith. See, this year, we get to recognize this wonderful occasion. This year, instead of waiting till next week like all other churches and we just put one day and talk about Christmas and we make a nice stage and put a baby in a manger and we put a Christmas tree up, I want to make sure that Christ does not get lost in the season. So today I, today I just want to talk 
We got a lot of scriptures. I actually want to use my Bible more to be able to share, to be able to equip you and to inform you that this year for this Christmas that we practice and we rehearse how important it is for us today. See, we can get caught up just like last week and put Christ on the margin. We can get caught up and get distracted and miss the purpose and the value. Jesus has to be the center. Jesus has to be the main attraction for us during the season. So go with, go with me to Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Get, let me just kind of build my argument real quick. Luke chapter 2, verse 7, and we're going to read from the NIV. I'm going to also read verse 7 through 10. Go ahead and find it. Come on, Stephanie, find it. Come on, Katrina. Hey, Leah, go ahead and find it too. Let's go. Luke chapter 2, verse 7, and it says, And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there were no guest room available for them. Verse number eight, it says, and there was shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Verse number nine, it says, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the lungs shone around them and they were terrified. And then verse number 10, it says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news, Papa John. I bring you good news, Tony. I bring you good news, Kevin. I bring you good news, Michelle. I bring you good news, Randon. This good news, it will cause great joy for some people. No, it says for all people. Point number one, let's just make this very simple. Don't miss this. Christmas is a celebration of the good news. Christmas is a celebration of the good news. Come on, make eye-to-eye contact. Christmas is a celebration of the good news. Don't miss the large part. Why do we celebrate Christmas? It is the celebration of the good news. We know the story. Mary's chilling. Mary is at a critical point in her life. She's engaged. She's about to marry her boo thing. Then an angel pops up on the scene and says, hey, I know you're about to get married, but guess what? You're about to be pregnant by God. <laughs> really? How is that possible? I know not a man. And the angel responds and says, through me, all things are possible. But do you believe? So Jesus was born, born of a virgin because he did not have a natural father. He was fully God and he was fully man. The Bible describes this even as you study with biblical Hebrew scholars that this is a hypostatic union. He's not half man and half God. He is a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God. Now, I know that's scary for some of us, and it sounds a little bit creepy and something that we've seen out of a crazy movie. And just like the angel, I'm talking to you today. The angel came and he said, fear not. Fear not. Did you know, if you do any type of cross-references in the Bible, that the operative statement, fear not, is mentioned 
365 days, Tony? When you study, fear not, it is mentioned 365 days. How many days in 2020 did you fear? And God is saying, I gave you one verse of scripture for every day this year, dealing with a pandemic, dealing with a challenge, dealing with all of these crazy things, money I can strain, you're not saying in your membrane, all of these tests. And God is saying, fear not. I came to save you, not to scare you. I came to save you, not to scare you. I came to help you, not to hurt you. Fear not. There's purpose on your life. Fear not. My plans are still yes and amen. Fear not. Yes, you've been slayed, but you still have to trust them in this season. Christmas is our time to celebrate the good news. You maybe had a bunch of bad news and you experienced it all this year, but I come today as we go forward through the rest of this month, you have a reason to celebrate. You have a reason to say amen. You have a reason to testify. You have a reason to put a smile on your face. You still have your joy. You still have your hope. You still have your peace and you still have your savior. Amen. I can't hear y'all on Zoom. I said amen. Come on. Come on, Parker. Even the children say amen. (laughs) Verse number 10. Let's look at this again real quick. If you get um, Luke chapter 2, verse 10, but we're actually going to look at it from the good news translation because it really uplifts the principle. It says, the angel of the Lord said to them, don't be afraid. I have good news for you. A message that is that will fill everyone up with joy. In the Good News Translation, it said, this message will fill everyone up with joy. See, there's a difference there. I've discovered, Papa John, and this is point number two, is that in this season, we have to protect our joy. In this season, you have to protect our joy. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Sharon. I heard you. It came through the monitors. Amen. He gives us what God gives us. The world can't give it and the world can't take it away. But we can surrender it. We can surrender it just like Esau, giving away our birthright, giving away our promise. God has given us joy. He said, it's yours. You can have it. You can possess it. You can take it to the bank. But the cares of this world makes us want to concede and give up this joy. And God is saying, protect it. Keep it. Hold it tight to your heart. Hold his word to his heart so you may not sin against God. My joy will be an anchor. My joy will keep you stable. My joy will help you. Yes, you. Yes, you. Yes, you. Yes, all of us to stand firm in the middle of any trial, in the middle of any test. So how much joy do you have this year? How much joy are you dealing with today? How much joy have you experienced in 2020? For some of us, we started out 2020 on fire, double 20, double vision, double year. And as we went to February, we got about here. Once we got to March and once we hit the April, we bottomed out. And now we're running on empty. And God is saying the good news will help you fill up. If I could sing, I would do Tasha Cod. Fill me up till I overflow. Never mind. I'm done. I felt that though. Mm. But his joy, 
That doesn't mean that we won't face trials, Charlie. That doesn't mean we won't face tribulations. But God is saying his good news as you continue to read, as you continue to study, as you continue to meditate, that he will fill it up so much that bitterness goes away, that he will fill it up so much that your pride has to go, that he will fill it up so much that your regrets of February or March will be a thing of the past, that he will fill it up so much that doubt has to go, that he will fill it up so much that anxiety and worry don't stand the chance. In the comments right now, if you want it, put fill me up. So when he fills us up, the beauty of this season, when you look at the Old Testament, we see and study the lives of the great forefathers, and the Bible shows how God would anoint people, that God will come upon people, that God will be able to assist people. But when we get into the New Testament and we focus on this season, one name that Jesus describes himself is that he is Emmanuel, that he is God with us. And as we give our life to him, he's not just with us. He's not just upon us, but he is on the inside of you. You are how you are equipped. You are powerful. You are able to overcome in this season because Emmanuel, God is with us in this season. Amen. Thank you, Miss Sharon. Got one that was. So here's the question. I was kind of thinking about this. I'm like, there's been a lot of things going on this year that has attempted to steal my joy. And I'm just going to give it to you how the Holy Spirit gave it to me. What are you celebrating in this season? Think about that. Who or what are you celebrating in this season? See, when we look at the Christian spectrum like there's two, let's just say, extreme options. Maybe I could have used a better words. We have some people that are celebrating the wrong thing. And we have other people that have seen the influences of this world and said, you know what, I'm not even going to deal with it. And they decide not to celebrate. And God is saying, I want you to be centered and focus on me. Let's kind of unpack that. For those who aren't, the, those who are celebrating the wrong thing, this time of the year, Christmas has been so commercialized. Christmas has been so profitable. And we look forward to this Christmas season and we're focused on Santa and not the Savior. We are focused on Santa and not the Savior. Yes, during this season, you're excited about getting off. You're excited about getting your Christmas bonus. You're excited about seeing other people. You're excited about creating memories. You're excited about spending time with your loved ones. But be very careful, church. Be very careful, ladies and gentlemen, that during this time, Christmas, we like to celebrate and to uplift our traditions, but we have to be careful to not, to not allow our, tra our traditions to dilute the truth. Again, do not allow our traditions to dilute the truth during this season. What am I talking about?
when we're more focused on, look at my neighbor lights. I got to go get me some more lights because it got to be a competition. You know, they can't outdo me. Or the gifts. You're going to buy a car? Then I got to get a car too. You're going to get this type of food? Then I got to get that type of food too. And God is saying during this season, you need to give as you are prospered, not as your neighbor is prospered, not as the church member is prospered, not how this person has posted online and you're competing and comparing and you're mad and you're upset. If you do, you are missing the season. You are missing the reason. You are losing your joy because you have the wrong focus. Oh, Let's dig deeper in that. What about those that (laughs) you know you're focused on the wrong thing? Don't look at your neighbor. I just need you to look straight ahead. Don't put nothing in the comments. Don't, Don't cut your video off. When you are trying to give based on your credit limit, when you are trying to give based on somebody else's wish list, When you are trying to give based on how much you can borrow, that is not the reason for this season. See, unfortunately, we live in a culture now where our kids know more about the history of Thanksgiving than the history and the purpose of Christmas. Why we do this? I don't know. Why we do this? I don't know. We know about the pilgrims. We know about the Indians. We know everything about the history of Thanksgiving. But then we can't spend five, maybe ten minutes to talk about the history and the purpose of this season. Something, something just ain't right. We have to make sure, church, I know it's tight, that we uphold the truth. And say, for as for me and my house, we will stand on this word. We will serve the Lord. What are you celebrating in this season? Okay, I've, I kind of talked about them. I'm going to stop there. What about the people over here? Right? I'm not celebrating nothing because of the pagan and the culture influence, and it has robbed our holiday. And we have to be careful here. When we start to push our preferences and we try to steal somebody else's joy and rob them of an opportunity to worship the Savior. Yes, there are several things that you can find, that you can see, that you can research. Some of these documents are valid, they're accurate, and there are other things that are contradictory based on this saying this and this saying that. And then we get into some of the issues where I've seen church members fight over, you can't have bells, you can't have candles, you can't have lights, you can't have all of these other decorations because of pagan roots, Papa John, and you're trying to worship uh, a God different than Jesus Christ. And we have to be careful to study, to show ourselves approved, and just like any other sacrament or form of celebration, we should know what we believe and why. Again, we should know what we believe and why. Move on real quick. So, ornaments. Let's talk about ornaments real quick. And I'm just going to talk about it for about three minutes and move on because I don't want 
Pastor Virginia to fall asleep. All right, so bells, right? Why do I celebrate bells? Because bells, from a historical standpoint, it was the ringing to create a sound to spread joy of the good news. Oh, what about candles? Candles as a representation to light, to show that Jesus is the light of the world. Study John chapter 1, verse 4 through 9. What about the star that we put on the top of our Christmas tree? This was a representation to go on the top of the tree, similar to when Jesus was born. And there was a star that showed to show the wise men that Jesus Christ was here. Study Matthew chapter 2. Or gifts to show our exchange of appreciation, of devotion, to be able to say thank you. Similar to us returning our tithe back to God. Similar to us bringing forth an offering to show our gratitude for a debt that we could not pay. So I don't care what side you're on. If you're over here or if you're over here, I want to bring some balance and say let's. Keep the main thing, the main thing in this season. And regardless of what you believe, you just need to be an informed believer. Don't just follow culture because it's on sale, because it's on clearance. And don't just push everything aside without doing your own research and investigation. Amen, amen. I will stop right there. Thank you, Pastor Drew. I, I felt that. Y'all tired of me? We good? Are we good? Stay with me. Stay with me. Papa John, we good. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. Kevin gave me the look. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. Let's go to the NIV. As we stay in this vein, the purpose of Christmas, if we were in person, this would be a great Wednesday night in-depth discussion, but this has to be a Sunday morning discussion in this season. So yeah, Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the Bible says, she will give birth to a son and you will give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. Point number three, Christmas exists because sin exists. Again, Christmas exists because sin exists. Christmas was God's idea. Christmas was God's strategy. Christmas was God's plan to execute, to permanently deal with the humanity and the sin on this earth. Because if there was no sin, there wouldn't be a need for a savior, which means we don't need Christmas. If we could do it all by ourselves, we can try, but we will fail. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, it is eternal life. I know it's tight because we see it sit in this age, Papa John. We say God is love and we know God is perfect, but we cannot forget holiness is still the standard. Holiness is still his virtue. Holiness is what separates us from God. And without the birth of our Lord and Savior, we will continue to fail. We will continue to miss the mark because the Bible says in Romans chapter 3 that we all have sin and come short of the glory. Matter of fact, if you're on a Zoom, pound on your chest and say, I have sin. Let's make a confession. 
I have sinned. Point to your neighbor, you have sinned. All together, we have sinned. Thank you. Come on, somebody. So Christmas, it exists because sin exists. Come on, stay with me. Let's kind of illustrate this real quick. Let me just make sure that nobody's left behind. Let's have a contest. Here's the prize for $100 million. You have to run from St. Louis to Las Vegas for $100 million. But here's the caveat. You only have one day to do it. It doesn't matter if you get the best shoes. It doesn't matter if I let Randon get a two-hour head start. Regardless, most of us, maybe Aaron, won't make it out of Missouri. You got to go through Missouri. You got to go through, hold up, hold up. Kansas, and then after Kansas, you got to go to Colorado, and then after Colorado, you got to make it through Utah, and after Utah, finally, you get to Nevada. And God is saying you can have every day to do your best job to win the $100 million prize. But here's the thing. Let's be real. It's not attainable. You can get an oxygen chute. No matter what we do, I think it's about 1,500 miles, Papa John. No matter what it takes in our own efforts, in our own abilities, we will fall short. See, in those moments, we like to celebrate and say, hey, I made it to Kansas. You didn't get out of Missouri. So what? You ain't getting no money. I made it to Colorado. It doesn't matter. We all fall short. And so when it comes to the place of salvation, the beauty of salvation, the beauty of this season is that God's grace with Jesus coming on this earth becomes our motorized vehicle to make our way to our destination. Jesus is like a car coming in and say, you know what? You're never going to make it to Nevada without me. Will you come with me? Will you trust me? I've been knocking on the door of your heart. It's still going to be a long journey, but if you stick with me, if you take your hands off the wheel, if you just be quiet and just If you just trust me during this time, your feet hurt. Your feet stink too. You tried at least three months. You need a bath. And God is saying, give it to me. Lean into the ride. Trust me during this season. I am the only way you can make it to your destiny. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much time you have. I don't care how old or young you are. There are certain things in life 
There are certain experiences in life. There are certain purposes that will not be fulfilled if we don't surrender to Jesus. So you can put this next one on the screen. I did some research as we think about the purpose of Christmas and we look at gifts. For those that are on Zoom, you won't be able to see this, but the picture on the top left-hand corner, I did some research to figure out how much is the most expensive shoes in the world. Now, Papa John, I found out there are some shoes called the Jada Dubai and Passion shoes full of diamonds, and these shoes cost $23.7 million. What? The most expensive shoes on earth. The second picture I found, I said, you know what? How much is the most expensive car? I found this beautiful red, candy red, nice rims, Bugatti for $3 million. Oh, my Lord. I said, Lord, or Google. He said, go to Google. How much is the most expensive house in 2019? Found a house in California. I can't even count the number of rooms, just similar to the number of windows in the bottom left-hand corner. And this house in California was appraised for $350 million. And what God is saying, we can go find and we can go research the most expensive things. And you can put this last picture on the screen. A picture of Jesus in a manger. And God is saying in this season, what is your focus? What are the things that you're investing and striving for? You can spend the money for the nice shoes, and they look nice. Lord have mercy. You can spend the money to get the fastest car, and that'll get you to Las Vegas. Or you can get the nicest house, and you can sleep in a different bedroom for the entire year. And what we do as a church and as a people, we ignore the most valuable gift, Jesus in the manger. How much does it cost? It is priceless. It is free. It is available for us in this season. This is our time, church, where people are asking and trying to figure out and working overtime and trying to get this gift and trying to get that gift and trying to make this purchase and trying to get this vacation. And this is our time and our moment to say, hey, I got a gift for you. It is free. It will change your life. I got a gift for you that will take away your stress. I got a gift for you that will give you peace, that will pass all understanding. I give you a gift that will give you the wonderful counselor to give you wisdom and guidance to be able to hand a great year or a year dealing with the pandemic. I will give you a gift that will give you an an eternal father. I know you have come from a single parent home, but I have 
have a gift for you that somebody that will come that will stick closer than a brother. He is mighty. He is awesome. And he is wonderful. And and it is available for you today. So as we started with Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, as we put our focus on this season, a child is born to us. A son is given to us. And he will be our ruler. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. And we can go on and on based on our experience and our time with him. So last but not least, the reason for this season is because we need a savior. I need a savior. And he loved us so much that he was willing to come here. He loved us so much that during this time in 2020, that he's asking for us to proclaim his name as the reason for this season. Do not allow the culture, do not allow people to minimize and to mute the reason for this season. And when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my natural response is to celebrate. My natural response is to give an attitude of gratitude. My natural response is to worship him and to extend his love, his gratitude, and his compassion to others. I celebrate my Savior because I needed deliverance. I celebrate Jesus because the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But he came here on earth to give us life and life more abundantly. Amen. Amen and amen. So wherever you are today, don't lose Christ in Christmas. You have a reason to celebrate. You have a reason to say thank you. Do not allow others to steal your joy. This is our moment in our hour where hearts are vulnerable, where people are trying to figure out a way and you can give them the way. It starts off with this baby in a manger. And he comes and he lives a sinless life so we can have life to the full and to the overflow. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today. Lord, I pray for our people today to make this Christmas different. Lord, I want you to be worshiped Lord, I want you to be honored, and Lord, I want you to be adored in this season. Lord, we will not allow the customs and the traditions of this season to dilute your truth. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, as the body of Christ, we choose to recognize you. Lord, we thank you. You didn't have to do it, but you did. 
You made a way for us. You paid a debt for us. And in these moments, we extend our hands with gratitude. Lord, we lift up our voice to say thank you. We lift up our hands to say hallelujah. So Father, we lift up our body of Christ today to put you at the center of this moment. Lord, we pray right now that you answer the request of your people for it's been challenging times of ups and downs and highs and lows, but you have come to give us joy. You have come to give us hope. You have come to give us peace in this season. So use us as a vessel as we move forward to be all that you have called us to be. That this Christmas, no matter what we get under the tree, we will recognize the one who was hung on the tree. You are the reason for this season, and we give you praise, honor, and glory. For great is the Lord, and you are greatly to be praised. Let the church say amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. That was an awesome word, Pastor James. This Christmas, that's what Pastor James just preached about. Come on, I am just challenged this week to just keep the main things the main thing and know why I celebrate the season. And I'm celebrating the birth of Jesus. And I'm so excited and so happy to be here during the sun. Come on, let's give it up for Pastor James. Thank you, Pastor James, for that awesome word. Thank you for God speaking through him during this time. Also, don't forget, this week coming up is a virtual Christmas party. Please sign up. Let's have a wonderful time just laughing and playing games and having fun and winning prizes. It's going to be epic. It's going to be fun. So I want to see you Sunday night, 7 p.m. Join me. Join me and the other pastors. We're going to have an awesome time. Can't wait to see you there. Until next week, Diversity, have a blessed week. We love you. We'll see you later. Have a good one.